Welcome to the Wealth Building Made Simple podcast with Philip Washington Jr. Today's episode is brought to you by Axis Financial. Today, along with John Thurman of Axis Financial, Philip talks about how to know how much life insurance you need. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now... Here's Philip. We are back with another episode of Wealth Building Made Simple, and we got my guy, John Thurman, here today. What's going on, John? How's it going, Philip? I am doing well. So you um, you actually saying before, before we get into the thing, you, you, you saw Jason Garrett in the airport. That's pretty cool. I did. I, I'm not a not big, uh, big celebrity person, but uh, he's, he has a pretty recognizable face. So he was going through TSA the same time I was. Nice, nice. Yeah, and we and we were talking about, you know, how how much money you know uh, coaches get paid, and so and, and it was right on time for like our topic is how to know how much life insurance you need because and I've been I've been in the industry for like, um, let me do the math, seven, fifteen years now, and and I don't I don't think I've ever met, maybe let's say maybe two one or two people. But I, I'm just saying that just just to cover my butt, so I won't be exaggerating. Mm-hmm. That has had a knife enough life insurance, like uh, when I met him, like regardless of the income, whether they make a hundred thousand dollars or one million dollars, like people are just way underinsured based on like the life they tell me they want to uh, create and protect. And so let's talk about like how to, how to help people find out how much life insurance they need. Yeah. People are usually heavily underinsured. Um, you know, I would say the biggest deciding factor is, is your income. You know, how much money do you make? How much money, uh, does your family rely on? And, uh, you know, and that, that is, uh, um, important, but obviously sometimes there's a single income family and the spouse doesn't work. And, and even though they don't have any income, they obviously still provide, uh, a lot of value and, and are irreplaceable. So I would say the first way we usually start talking to folks about how much life insurance they need is um, how much income they have and their age, obviously, because it's income generating years. So from a life insurance carrier standpoint, um, I don't know if you've ever heard the phrase, uh, I'm worth more dead than alive. Well, it's not possible. Life insurance <laughs> carriers will only insure you up to your insurable value. And, uh, and that is typically taken based on the uh, amount of income you make times the number of income generating years you potentially have. So for example, if you're 40 and let's say just for easy math, that gives you 25 more years to retirement, then they take your income at, let's say it's a hundred thousand dollars. They're going to assume that you're going to make $2.5 million over the next 25 years. That's obviously not uh, factoring in inflation or raises, but you know, a good general number. And that's why I try to talk to folks is, you know, people get in their mind, uh, oh, my so-and-so had half a million dollars and they think, okay, I, I want half a million dollars or I want a million dollars. Well, the reality is, is that's fine. But if you are making 200, $250,000 a year and you have half a million dollars, 
then you're talking about two years of your income that's going to be replaced. And, and anyone that makes, you know, higher income uh, is going to have more bills, more expenses. What's the law where basically your expenses rise to your income. <laughs> and so, um, you know, I, I, I would say a good basic start would be 10 times your income. But, you know, in reality is if you're young and you make, you know, more income and you have a lot of income generating years, that number, you know, could easily be higher. And so, um, you know, the idea is, is that, you know, that you want to have enough coverage in place to pay your house off when you pass away, um, eliminate some of those larger bills. And so whoever's left behind has not only less bills, but has some cushion and money to, you know, get back on their feet. It doesn't mean that you're supposed to take care of somebody the rest of their life necessarily. But if you're in a situation where you're a primary earner, uh, you make great money, you're, you're going to stay at home spouse and, you know, they haven't worked in 10 years, then you're putting them in a really bad place by not having a proper amount of life insurance in place. I feel like the, the larger, the longer someone's not worked, the, you know, the more income you make, the, the bigger lifestyle you live if your kids are in private school or if you, um, you know, even just planning for retirement, if you, you're putting aside a lot of money for retirement, if you're investing a lot of money with Philip, then you need to have more money set aside so that you, um, or I'm sorry, you need to have more life insurance in place so that you can replace your income and continue that same path. You may have a great retirement plan in place, but if you die prematurely, that plan is completely scrapped. And so, uh, that's usually a good general idea. Obviously, you know, the more debt you have and the more liabilities you have, the other factor we talk about is how uh, old are your kids and how long until you can get them through college. So if you have somebody that has kids that are in high school, you know, maybe a 10 year term works out great because it's going to get them through high school and it's going to get you through you know, the majority of your income generating years and hopefully get you to where you have less debt or most of your debts paid off. But if you've got little kids, or let's say you've got one kid and you plan on having two or three more, you need to have a long-term policy in place because the reality is, is if you have a 20-year term and you plan on having two more kids, that policy is not even going to get them through high school. And so um, there's a couple different factors, income being a big one, obviously debt, and then um, you know how old your kids are and how long you know, you'd want to have a policy in place. You can have permanent coverage, but you know, if you're talking about income replacement, you need to have a large term policy. Got it. Not it. That makes sense. And when you were talking, it made me, it made me think about, um, it made me think about how much of the life insurance conversation is like, is like helping people actually think through what they have in their mind. Cause like you said, it, uh, people will say, like you just said, I'm worth more dead than alive. Blah, blah, blah. I don't want to, and I, and I like, well, let me ask you a question. Like, let's fast forward 40 years from now. Um, do you plan for you and your spouse to still be comfortable and do what you want to do? And, and I know the answer because they've already told me their plans for retirement. Right. And, 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 and do you like, do you want to make sure that your grandkids have everything that they need? Right. Um, uh, if their parents can't provide it. Right. And, uh, you know, and some people being a, being a hard, they would say, no, 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 no. And I'm like, whatever. Like if, if you're taking care of your kids, then you like, and then you want to make, you know, like, let's not, I would call them out and they would be like, yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. And I, and I'd be like, well, here's the difference. Like 40, like what we cannot plan for is if you're here 40 years or not, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like we, like, like there, we can't plan for that. You know, that's left up to, you know, life. 
But what we can do is like just make sure that like that plan works no matter what. You know, and then they go, oh, you know, okay. But just helping them work, they'd be like, hey, man, you're thinking real small right now. Like, you th- you know, you're, you, that's, you got to eradicate that poverty mindset out of you, right? Or you're going to like pass it along to your kids. Like, you know, literally and figuratively, right? Uh, something were to happen to you. So no, I think it's, I think, um, you know, when you, when you give this advice to people who have a mindset of wealth, like it's just a no brainer. It's just, oh yeah, I never really thought about it. Go ahead and write it up. Sign me up. Yeah, for sure. And, and a lot of times I think people have this misconception that, you know, uh, if you've, I've ever heard someone say, I don't want to make my spouse rich, you know, when I die. And the reality is, is that it's, you just, we want that cushion. You don't, you don't want a situation where uh, somebody has to go back to work immediately or has to totally disrupt their life or has to sell the house because they can't afford the mortgage payment, you know. Um, I even had a, a couple recently talk to me about how much they loved their community and loved where they lived. And I guess all their friends, their kids' friends, you know, hung out in the neighborhood and how important their neighborhood was to them. And they lived in a nice neighborhood that, you know, but the mortgage was more expensive and a nicer house. And so those are those are factors that, you know, I try to talk to people about, of you know, you need to take into consideration because if you have a certain standard of living, and you enjoy a certain lifestyle, uh, and even as simple as the neighborhood you live in, and if you don't have enough coverage for your spouse to be able to make those bills and you know continue that same standard of living, it can change things drastically. Cool, man. Well, well, well let everybody know where they can reach you if they're interested in you know you sitting with them and helping them make sure they have the proper amount of life insurance based on their specific financial plan. Yeah, my email is my first name, J-O-N, at axisfin, A-X-I-S-F-I-N.com. The office line is 817-618-3369. All right, thanks, John. Appreciate you sharing. Thanks, Philip. If you are interested in having a review of your portfolio or to see how far on track you are with your retirement goals, Philip offers complimentary consults through his company, Stonehill Wealth Management. For more information, log on to StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. That's StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.